Hello everyone, this is Roberta Lee and I am back with another episode of this podcast of excerpts from my book, The Language of Tarot, as well as commentaries upon it and upon the subject of tarot in general. Today's podcast episode is going to cover another one of these. Today's podcast is going to cover another subject at someone's suggestion and request. And basically their request was to go into some detail on the difference between the reversed Five of Cups and the reversed Eight of Cups. Very similar cards in many ways. I'm going to go a little further and say that that question involves issues about what the Oracle can do as far as providing guidance rather than just black and white answers to questions. You know, yes, no answers to questions. If you've been following along with this podcast or if you've read the language of Tarot in its entirety, you're aware that I'm very wary of asking this particular oracle questions that really are intended to provide a yes or no answer. I don't feel that Tarot is designed to answer those kinds of questions or wants to, perhaps, you know, is, is the more uh, interesting answer. Uh, I, I don't think it, it the oracle wants us to ask those questions. It, it wants to speak to us about what we should do and how we should go about things and the perspective we should have in our lives on, on issues that we have rather than just answering those simple direct questions. However, and this is just a reality check kind of thing, if you are a reader and whether you want to do this professionally, in other words, for money or whether you want to do tarot readings for your friends and family members, you're going to have people asking you questions, hoping for a yes-no answer. And in fact, I would say well over half of um, seekers will be looking for that kind of an answer to whatever question they ask. And a huge proportion of seekers, especially female seekers, will be asking you some variation on, will my lover return? Will he return? It, it, it is the number one question. I mean, honest to goodness, years of doing readings for strangers... And and this is the one. This is the big one. Male readers often ask things more like, um, you know, is she still seeing that guy or uh, is she dating someone else? They're, they tend to be insecure about the status of a, a, an ongoing relationship. Female seekers, though, are often looking for answers about a relationship that seems to have ended, but they in their hearts don't feel that it has. And here is when the oracle can get into very subtle nuances of guidance and advice looked at in its most direct and simplest form, like if you wanted to break down in card interpretation into one word, okay, the reversed five of cups, return. That would be that one word. More specifically, the return of a particular person that you have had a romantic and, and emotional connection to. So a lover returns. That is the classic sort of, you know, gypsy interpretation of this card. However, as is always the case with any individual tarot card, unless you're doing one card readings, which, you know, you can do, uh, but I will say again that they're often misused. Often one card readings are misused to try to force the tarot to give you that yes or no answer that you're looking for. You know, so you, you break it down to just, okay, I'm just going to look at one card and it's going to be a yes or a no. Well, Good luck with that. You know, I mean, I, I don't think that trying to force the oracle to speak to you in, in a language it, it doesn't want to speak to you in and, and probably doesn't really respect, I don't think that's a good idea. But people do it. Uh, so again, you know, one card reading, yes, lover returns, five of cups reversed. Taken in the context, however, of a multi-card reading, 
uh, you really need to look at the placement and you look at following cards to see whether the lover returning is a good thing or not. I mean, he can come back and just be more trouble than he even was the previous time. You know, people can spend years of their lives, decades for heaven's sakes of their lives, waiting for someone to come back, you know, and, and building their whole life around that hope only to find out that, that when he does return, he's, he's even more damaged than he was the first time around and that the thing wasn't meant to happen anyway. It, it, it's a bad relationship. And now that bad relationship has come back. So looking at the placement of the Five of Cups reversed can help you understand whether or not you should say to the seeker directly and clearly, you're hoping for this, but I see this as not being the best choice for you. The Oracle is cautioning you that putting all your hopes onto this particular person, you know, and, and living your life breath to breath, hoping this person will return, is just plain a bad idea. You know, it, it's just plain a bad idea for so many reasons that it's hard to get into those in this little tiny segment that I have here set aside for this episode. But I, we all know what those reasons are. You know, you don't have to be a genius to see that people can wait for things to come back that are bad for them just as much as people can wait for things to come back that were, in fact, good and healthy. Now, if this card turns up as an outcome card, uh, again, you know, you can still look at the surrounding cards and the general tone of the reading to get an idea whether we're looking at something that is a joyous return and is hopeful, and it certainly can be. I'm not saying that all, you know, returning lovers are, are, are bad news. Sometimes it is a good thing. Sometimes people need a break in order to sort things out and to get themselves back in perspective, and then they say, huh, well, I, I, what I threw away was the thing I should have clung to. So it can be a good thing to have a return. But again, always look at surrounding cards. Now, the question that was asked was, what is the difference between the Five of Cups reversed and the Eight of Cups reversed? The first thing I would say is that the Eight of Cups can often indicate not a specific person returning, but the return of a feeling, an emotion, um, something more like a reunion or a celebration. It can be a return home. It could be a family reunion. It could, it could be a high school reunion. The Eight of Cups can also show you sort of the return of a, a, a party feeling, um, the, a celebratory feeling in a person. And, and that doesn't even have to be hinged on a particular event. It could be that they're finally getting over some very difficult time. The Eight of Cups, of course, uh, upright, is showing someone leaving something and the reverse card shows them returning but that may be the seeker rather than some external person so it can be that they have given up on something whether it's a relationship or an attitude or a job or or a family member that they've written off you know and then that person that situation can return into their lives by their choice and that's one of the differences between these two cards uh, the five of cups reversed sort of shows something or someone coming back into the seeker's life that, that they have not, you know, compelled to do so. Maybe they've hoped that it would happen, but it's outside their control and it, it comes back or he comes back. The eight of cups reversed, however, I, I think more often is the seeker returning themselves to something or to someone or to an attitude or a frame of mind that they frankly thought they had lost touch with. It's a funny thing about life, how how very uh, in the moment we all actually live. We, we tend not to think we do because we spend a lot of time worrying about the future. And yet, if you think about it, when you're ill, the only thing you're thinking about 
is how sick you feel, you know. And classically, when you recover from an illness, the first thing that happens is you look around and realize that life is really okay, you know, because you were just sort of hoping you would die. You were so sick, you know. But you, now everything seems better and everything seems seems brighter and sunnier. And that's the classic reaction to some difficult uh, traumatic experience in life. Uh, the survivor instinct kicks in and we look around and, and we feel refreshed and a sense of renewal. The Eight of Cups reversed speaks very directly to that and it can show that exact situation. It can show someone who's been either physically or emotionally ill for some period of time, you know, really depressed, for example, and, and now for whatever reasons, you know, and the surrounding cards hopefully will give you a clue of the reasons, uh, that person is feeling better, simply put, feeling better. And, and what a wonderful thing. That's what we wish on someone. You know, if, if someone is ill, what do we say? We say, I hope you feel better soon. And, and that, you know, kind of expresses the whole concept. That's empathy and sympathy and, and hopefulness all encapsulated in one short little, you know, soundbite of a sentence. But it's very genuine and heartfelt. And it's saying exactly that. I hope, I wish for you that you feel better soon. The Eight of Cups, when reversed, shows someone feeling better. Now, what it is they're feeling better about it can be a multitude of things. You know, you, this particular episode, I can't even imagine going into all the particulars that I have had addressed by seekers uh, during the course of my life reading Tarot. All the very many ways in which people can feel refreshed and renewed. It can follow anything uh, at, at all in your life, not specifically, again, a romantic relationship. The Five of Cups reversed, however, it, to me, that's a relationship uh, card. Uh, I have seen it, though, indicate relationships to work, for example, or to children rather than to a romantic partner. But more often than not, the Five of Cups reversed is talking about a specific romantic partner who returns into the seeker's life, whereas the Eight of Cups reversed can show a huge range of feelings and emotions that are positive and genuine and that flow back into the seeker after a period of time when they have not felt that way at all. The Five of Cups reversed as well, by the way, I should mention, it can also very specifically be a card of recovery from grief and mourning, the physical loss, the death of a loved one. And that, that period of time, you know, people say, you know, grieving, mourning, it's a process. And it is. I can speak from, you know, my personal experience and certainly the experience of, of those I, I care for, that it can take a period of time before you, you, you get back to any place where you feel like you're the person you were before that death happened in, uh, and impacted your life. Everyone is different in the way they heal. Everyone is different in the way they mourn. I've known people who throw themselves into projects, which is kind of what I do. You know, and my mom, I, I remember as a child that if, if I came home from school and my mom was down on her hands and knees scrubbing the kitchen floor, I could pretty much guess that something awful had just happened, you know, because not that she was untidy, but that level, you know, of cleaning uh, was a reaction to something that had happened that she felt disorienting, an illness in the family, most likely, or a death in the family, and she felt compelled to clean. And that, that's a control thing. I mean, that's something you can do. It's a physical thing you do that makes a difference. And when you're done, you see a physical difference. And 
a death or an illness of someone that you care about, it feels like you're so out of control. You have no way of impacting that. There's nothing you can personally do. You can't, you know, tear your own heart out and give it to that person or, or take their cancer into your body so that they're healed from it. Although many of us have prayed for, for such, you know, relief to give to a loved one that we care so much about and saying, you know, I would rather be in their place. Take me, not them. And that deal doesn't work. You know, Mother Nature doesn't make those deals. Sorry about that. It's just not how it works. However, you can get down on your hands and knees and scrub the kitchen floor. You know, that is something you can actually physically do when you feel that life is out of your control and has taken on this kind of random quality that is terrifying. It's one of the most frightening things about being human. We recognize that we are mortal. We don't know when or how it will come to us, nor do we know when or how it will come to those we care about. Uh, but when you're talking about your parents, uh, I'm, I'm 57, I, I uh, dealt with the loss of both my parents quite some time ago at this point, and yet uh, thinking about it right now, even speaking to you about it right now, um, you know, I've got tears in my eyes because I'm, I'm thinking about my mom and, and, and her passing and my dad and his passing, and, and those kinds of feelings of, again, being unable to help, the helplessness, the lack of control that it shows. That's absolutely terrifying to all of us and impacts our lives tremendously. So going back to our subject here, you know, return and renewal is something it, it, that we just feel blessed by. And when it happens to those we care about, it, we recognize it as a blessing in their lives as well. It's what we hope and we pray will come to those we care about. And another thing we hope and pray for, I think, is that we and those we care about will be drawn to and attracted to things that are healthy for us and will not be drawn to, and not attracted to, repelled by, in fact, things that are unhealthy for us. Now, wishing for the return of someone who was unhealthy for you to begin with is an unhealthy thing to do. And if you do see either of these two cards, the five or eight of cups reversed, you see them in a reading that is filled with negativity, that ends on a negative note, or that shows cards of violence, hostility, anger. Now you've got one of the great challenges of being a reader. How do you express to the seeker who's sitting in front of you and saying, will he come back? Will he return? And you can tell her heart and soul is just tied up in that question. How can you say to her, it looks like he will, but you shouldn't take him back? And that's probably the most direct way to say it. It looks like he will, but you shouldn't take him back. It's a hard thing to do. Tarot reading, all readings, whatever type they take, whatever format or system or oracle the reader is using to interact with collective consciousness, with the universe, those are the big challenges. Being brutally honest is hard. Being brutally honest to someone who is hopeful and hoping for you know, a reassuring and simple answer is hard, especially when the answer is complicated. Life is complicated. Being a good tarot reader is also complicated. It's a worthwhile endeavor, obviously, to be in touch with the universe, to learn about yourself and learn about others. The two things often hinge on each other. You know, you can learn a great deal about yourself by looking at how other people react and respond to life, and you can apply those lessons that you've seen in your own life. All of that, though, uh, does carry a certain weight and responsibility. And these two cards that I'm talking about today carry that responsibility very directly because so often 
the thing that returns can be something you should wish had just plain stayed away. I thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. This in particular is a very interesting subject. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. How can you do that? Well, you can email me. There are links on robertaleart.com at the base of every single page on my website. And it's a huge website, by the way. Uh, But there are email links, and I always try to respond in person to anyone who uh, emails me. Uh, Another great way is my Facebook page. I will say this. My Facebook page uh, is dominated uh, by readers and listeners, you know, to the, the, the book and the podcast of my series of novels, Suburban Sprawl. The, the tarot readers and listeners don't seem to be as interested in, in communicating through Facebook with me, but that doesn't mean I don't wish you were there and I don't hope that you come and, you know, become my fan, which has now become just like on Facebook recently. They changed the wording to just, you know, you just like that my page, my Facebook public page. And you can then write on the wall on Facebook and I respond to everything that people put there because it's very important to me what you think and uh, what you have to say on any subject. This one is a particularly interesting one. I would love to hear from you on it, whether you're a reader or, or, or not, whether you are just learning the language of tarot or whether you've been doing this for a very long time. Doesn't matter. Would love to hear from you. I also would love it if you're happy listening to this podcast that you leave a review for it. Where can you do that? Well, you can do it on iTunes, which may be where you found this feed. Um, you can also do it on uh, Amazon, where the language of Tarot as a bound book is available for sale. You don't have to have purchased the book on Amazon to leave a review. If you've listened to this podcast up to this point, you've gotten a great deal of the language of Tarot. It's a big book. I mean, I haven't read the whole thing here into a microphone by any means. Uh, but nevertheless, even if you haven't read the entire thing, but you've listened to the podcast, I think you could still leave a very uh, educated review on Amazon. You can also leave reviews right on my Facebook page. There's a tab uh, on my public page. It's called Reviews. (laughs) Big surprise there. And lots of folks have have left great reviews, the majority for my series of novels, but uh, this is just as important to me in, uh, in every way. In fact, I'm starting work right now on what will be the seventh volume in the Suburban Sprawl series of novels. And I'm introducing a new character who is, in fact, a tarot reader and is going to be continuing character through the rest of the books. So if you haven't been listening to uh, my novels, you might want to find the feed for that, which you can find on iTunes by by looking for me, Roberta Lee, and Suburban Sprawl, uh, and you'll find them. You can subscribe. The first four books in the series are there for free on that feed. You can listen to the first four. The uh, fifth and sixth are available on Roberta Lee Art. Dot com and only there uh, as paid-to-listen podcasts so you can also catch up to this point in the series. Or perhaps you just want to listen to this new one. It's going to be called One Cube Over. If you become my uh, fan on Facebook or you know just like my page on Facebook, uh, you'll get information there on when that feed is going to be available. And you could certainly just subscribe to that one to catch up with what I do as far as uh, novels go and see if uh, you're going to like that as much as you enjoy the language of tarot. I certainly thank you for listening. Again, this was a big topic, a big subject. I I covered it in brief, but let's talk about it a little bit more if you want to. And I will be back soon with another one of these by request podcast episodes here. So, hey, do you have a request? Is there something you want me to talk about, whether it's a particular card, a generalized subject, a type of reading? Maybe there's a, a, a reading layout you know, that you use and you wonder if I have any experience with it or what I think of it. Those are the kinds of questions I would love to hear from you. 
So get in touch with me any of the ways that I just spoke of. And until then, thank you so much for listening.